0: Inside Sources. We're going to stay with the conversation a little bit longer today. We were talking earlier about an address uh, delivered by Elder D. Todd Christofferson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints up at Utah State University. He was addressing Gen Z, talked about their challenges uh, with uh, their pursuit of, of goals. They're very driven, achievement-oriented, and there are pros and cons to that. And then he also talked about this importance of living in a world that's pluralistic, but also recognizing that just buying into situational ethics or moral relativism uh, is a path to tyranny and really destruction. And we want to stay with that conversation because I think there are many lessons and principles for us uh, to apply to so many things that we deal with in our homes, in our communities, in our country. Uh, If you're not familiar, Elder Christofferson is no stranger uh, to the pursuit of truth. Early in his legal career, uh, he had a front-row seat and witnessed firsthand the corrosive effect of situational ethics, the numbing of conscience, and the the danger of moral relativism. Uh, Elder Christofferson actually served as a law clerk to Judge Sirica. Uh, That might not ring a bell to some of you, but that was uh, back in the 70s, and it was actually during the Watergate scandal, which, of course, ultimately led to the resignation of President Nixon and as that young law clerk to Judge Sirica, uh, D. Todd Christofferson, uh, really did see what happens when we buy into situational ethics and moral relativism. Uh, I want to get into a couple of things that he has said uh, recently and in the recent past uh, about that uh, and why it's so important that we reject moral relativism uh, and actually look at ways we can be contributing Factors in Sustainable Societies. Uh, Back in October of 2020, uh, he quoted a column written by Editor-at-Large Gerald Baker in the Wall Street Journal, uh, who was honoring his father, Frederick Baker, on the occasion of his father's 100th birthday. And he talked about, again, going back to this good life, what that is and what that actually means in society today.
1: While we may all want to know the secret to a long life, I often feel we'd be better off devoting more time to figuring out what makes a good life, whatever span we're allotted. Here I'm confident I know my father's secret. He's from an era when life was defined primarily by duty, not by entitlement, by social responsibilities, not personal privileges. The primary animating principle throughout his century has been a sense of obligation to family, God, and country.
0: Brother Christopherson went on to talk about secularization, what happens, especially when we separate that personal and civic virtue, and this is what he had to say.
1: Nevertheless, when secularization separates personal and civic virtue from a sense of accountability to God, it cuts the plant from its roots. Reliance on culture and tradition alone will not be sufficient to sustain virtue in society. When one has no higher God than himself and seeks no greater good than satisfying his own appetites and preferences, the effects will be manifest in due course.
0: So I want to dig deeper into this. When secularization separates personal and civic virtue from a sense of accountability to God, it cuts the plant from its roots. So the idea of moral relativism, Uh, going back to where we started this discussion, is that truth is subjective. Uh, That has some appeal, I think, uh, up front. Uh, Elder Christopherson once said, uh, it's the tolerant way to think, you know, that everybody can decide for themselves what's right and what's true and live their life accordingly. And nobody can question or judge that, which I think is always the challenge. Uh, On the surface, that would have some appeal. I think it has an appeal to a lot of folks. But when you think about it, It's actually illogical. How can there be two truths that oppose each other, both be true? A couple of years ago, we were uh, traveling and uh, we were in Southeast Asia. Uh, Elder Christofferson was uh, speaking there and we had a chance to sit down and have a conversation and the conversation went to moral relativism and he said some things that to me are are really critical as we look at it in terms of application in our world today. Uh, he actually said, you know, it's actually more than illogical. Uh, Elder Christofferson said, more importantly, it's really a statement that there is no God or that if he exists, he's not involved. He doesn't care. He doesn't explain anything, uh, expect anything of us. I I can't accept that, he said. And then he continued. He said, if there is a God and there is, uh, there are truths that are universal, that are not subjective, that he uses to help us become something. He wants us to become something and enjoy what he enjoys, become as he is, so we can have the ultimate blessing that he offers. So the application of this moral relativism, really important. It isn't constrained or confined just to spiritual portions of human beings, although there's clearly a, an application there. There's also a very practical, tactical application of the false choice of moral relativism in daily living. Now it appears, moral relativism, it appears to be very accepting and progressive and inclusive, uh, but in many ways it is illogical. And this is this is what I think is the most important part of this is it actually prevents meaningful discussion deeper dialogue elevated conversation about important issues Uh, i want to hit that again moral relativism always appears to be this kinder gentler accepting progressive inclusive thing but it actually prevents the meaningful discussions from happening you can't have a crucial conversation if everyone is the determiner of truth and declares that their own truth is unquestionable Meaning, if you disagree with me, you're, you're attacking me. It's a personal attack. And that actually leads to the real breakdown of communication. And the result of that is it actually creates more conflict. Uh, Eller Christofferson said, it's not a discussion of pros and cons or what may or may not be true. It is this statement. If you disagree with my perception of what truth is, then you're attacking me. Because that's just me. And to me, that's the real danger in all of this, is that moral relativism not only impacts so many other things, it prevents crucial conversations from happening. And sometimes people say, well, I'm just setting boundaries. Uh, but if the boundaries only apply to you and not to the other person, uh, you, you really aren't being very open-minded And inclusive and accepting yourself. The most important thing that we cannot lose in our society is our curiosity, our ability to learn, our ability to be influenced by other people's opinions, to take in more information, and then, if needed, I know this is hard for many, to change our mind or to admit that we were wrong. We criticize this in so many people that we disagree with, that they just won't listen to us, or that they're just too defensive, or that they're so locked into what is their truth that there's no space for any other truth. Uh, That is not a formula for a sustainable society, for a good government, a good business, a good marriage, a good family. And so we have to reject that. In a, in a way that actually matters. Elder Christopherson told me when we were in uh, Jakarta two years ago, he said, no wonder we have such division and conflict in the world if that's the way we're going to think. It doesn't work. Moral relativism doesn't work. It doesn't work for society. It doesn't work logically, and it's not true. Truth is truth, and if we're guided by truth and absorb and learn as much as we can, so much the better, so much the better for ourselves and society, because that's how we change, that's how we evolve, that's how we improve, and so that's ultimately the test, and uh, just some great insight, I think, uh, not just for Gen Z uh, up at Utah State University, uh, where Elder Christofferson spoke earlier this month, but it's good for all of us. Uh, to make sure that we're not being so defensive about what we believe that we have space to learn and be curious about what other people believe why they believe that and then ultimately we can get to truth because truth really is truth we can live together in a pluralistic society without abandoning truth we can have respect even reverence for people that's the cure for the cancer of contempt in society more importantly, it allows space for all to learn, all to, look, to grow, all to improve. Uh, that's ultimately where we have to get respect, reverence for others, and rejecting moral relativism is part of the plan. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. See something that inspires, say something that for uplifts, and do something that makes it difficult.